Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, November 3rd. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Gold hit a two-week high Thursday and then paired some of those gains after Republicans unveiled their tax plan. The early consensus seems to be that the reform will impact businesses more than individuals. The GOP plan includes a permanent tax cut to the corporate tax rate down to 20% from 35%. Analysis I've seen indicates that the plan will reduce revenues by something in the neighborhood of $1.5 trillion over the next decade. That may be overstated, but these tax cuts will certainly increase the already enormous federal deficit absent spending cuts. And spending cuts don't seem to be in the offering. Spiraling debt levels will likely slow economic growth, minimizing the benefits of this so-called tax reform. As I record this, gold is trading at 1277.50, silver is at 1719, and the silver-gold ratio stands at 74.5. President Trump said he was going to drain the swamp, but it appears the drain might be clogged. Jerome Powell was the ultimate status quo pick to head the Federal Reserve. As though Bishop at the Mises Institute put it, this means Trump will ensure that, while the stationery at the Eccles Building will change, the monetary policy guiding it likely will not. Powell is already a member of the Federal Reserve Board of Governors. He's a Republican, so that's different, but he was also an Obama appointee. That's not so different. The D.C. establishment praised Trump for making a grown-up decision. That tells you everything you need to know. As Bishop said, Trump has gone with the swampy status quo. Quote, the fact that in naming Powell, Trump is picking an Obama-appointed Fed governor for his most important nominations is itself quite fitting. While we have long known that bad monetary policy is bipartisan, Powell's nomination serves as a particularly useful illustration of how little has changed in Washington since the Bush administration. Peter Schiff said pretty much the same thing in his most recent podcast. He said Trump could have just left Yellen in place. It basically wouldn't have been any different. He pointed out that Powell has pretty much voted in lockstep with Janet Yellen the entire time she has chaired the Fed. The only real difference between the two is party affiliation. More troubling is the fact that Powell exhibits many of the characteristics Trump criticized Yellen for during the presidential campaign. Candidate Trump accused the Fed chair of being political, of taking actions meant to make Obama and Hillary Clinton look good, and of blowing up a big, fat, ugly bubble. That's why many people voted for Trump. They thought they were getting an anti-establishment president. They believed he was really going to drain the swamp. As Peter points out, that's not happening. He said, quote, the water level in the swamp is not going down at all with the nomination of Jerome Powell. Trump doesn't want to change the game. He wants to keep playing the game. In effect, Trump replaced an Obama yes woman with his own yes man. Here's how Peter put it. Quote, he wanted somebody who would be as political for him as Janet Yellen was for Obama. So we went with Jerome Powell, an insider, a yes man, somebody who is going to fancy himself a member of the Trump team and who will do whatever Trump wants to try to put a Band-Aid on this economy to get him reelected. He's going to be political. He's going to keep interest rates artificially low. If the stock market starts to tank, don't worry, because now the Fed has got Trump's back. 
The bottom line is the new boss is pretty much the same as the old boss. We can expect the same brand of interventionist monetary policy to continue into the future. Trump had an opportunity to actually change things. He had a chance to make a move that could have truly drained the swamp. He talked the talk during the campaign. Peter noted Trump even talked about the gold standard as a candidate. But President Trump isn't the same as candidate Trump. Peter said, quote, I mean, there's no gold standard when it comes to Jerome Powell. This is business as usual. Keynesian money printing, bubble blowing, QE, ZERP, all this stuff is going to continue, which means for Trump voters, the pain is going to continue. In other news, Americans are spending money, but it appears they are dipping into their savings to do it. Consumer spending jumped 1% last month. A lot of that was driven by a spike in auto sales. Analysts say this was due to people in Texas and Florida replacing vehicles destroyed by Hurricanes Harvey and Irma. Meanwhile, according to data released by the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis, savings last month fell to a level not seen since 2007. The 3.1% rate in September was the lowest since it dipped to 3.0% in December 2007. You probably remember what happened in late 2007. It was the beginning of the Great Recession. Demand for gold in China is surging, even as the country's gold production is falling off. According to data released by the China Gold Association, gold demand rose 15.5% through the first three quarters of 2017. Demand totaled 815.9 tons, pushed upward by a resurgent jewelry market. The China Gold Association chairman told South China Morning News there are good signs that jewelry demand has returned to a growth track after a sluggish 2016. The data backs him up. Gold jewelry sales increased 7.4% to 503.9 tons through the first three quarters of the year. That compares with a 20% slump in sales during the same period in 2016. Investment gold demand jumped even higher by percentage, surging 44.5% to 222 tons. Investors flocked to gold as the Chinese government maintained its curb on property investments and kept a tight leash on capital remittances. As demand increases, gold production is dropping off in China. Chinese mine output fell 10% through the first three quarters of 2017, according to the China Gold Association. Chinese gold production came in at 313 tons through Q3. Sagging production in China is part of a bigger story. More and more analysts are saying we may now be close to or at peak gold. This is the point where the amount of gold mined out of the earth will begin to shrink every year rather than increase as it has done pretty consistently since the 1970s. During a recent interview with the German financial newspaper Finance in Wirtschaft, the chairman of Franco Nevada said we're seeing a significant slowdown in the discovery of large gold deposits. The big question is how will the industry replace the massive gold mines that have produced large amounts of the yellow metal over the last 130 years or so? Production is declining, and this is going to put an enormous amount of pressure on prices down the road. If you look back to the 70s, 80s, and 90s, in every one of those decades, the industry found at least one 50-plus million ounce gold deposit, at least 10 30-plus million ounce gold deposits, and countless 5 to 10 million ounce deposits. But if you look at the last 15 years, we found no 50 million ounce deposits, no 30 million ounce deposit, and only very few 15 million ounce deposits. So where where are those great big deposits we found in the past? How are they going to be replaced? We don't know. We do not have those ore bodies in sight. 
Indeed, gold production is falling off. Australian gold mine output is on track to fall by half over the next 25 years. And as I just talked about, Chinese gold production has fallen 10% through the first three quarters of this year. As a Business Insider article pointed out, large gold fields in South Africa, Nevada, and Australia are all nearing the end of their life cycles. Consider South Africa. More than 40% of all the gold mine in human history came from the Witwatersrand Basin. But annual gold output in South Africa has plummeted. In 1970, South African mines produced 1,000 tons of gold. Since then, production has steadily dropped. The country only produced 167.1 tons in 2016. That represents an 83% drop from the 1970 peak. When we look at the future of gold, it's easy to get caught up in the latest geopolitical turmoil or the most recent policy pronouncements by the Federal Reserve. Of course, it's important to keep abreast of the latest developments in the news cycle, but investors should never lose sight of the most basic fundamentals, supply and demand. The gold industry may well be entering a long-term and possibly irreversible period of less available gold. As mining companies find it more difficult to pull gold out of the earth, it will mean less gold for refiners to produce for the consumer market. Remember, gold gets its value from its scarcity. Now is a great time to invest in gold. Call 1-888-GOLD-160 and speak with a Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist today. There are a few other stories on the Shift Gold website you might want to check out, including an article debunking this notion that years of Federal Reserve money printing hasn't caused inflation. And Jim Rickards weighs in on the Bitcoin versus gold debate. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shipgold.com news. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap podcast at iTunes. It's free. There's a link on the show notes page. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.